Hey tryhards, Ethan here. Before we get into the show today, I want to talk to you guys about Patreon. Patreon is a donation service, a monthly subscription service where you donate money to me to support the show, to support uh, the growth of it, whether that means merchandise or more podcasts or other things of that nature. And I would really appreciate if you guys would be willing and able to give just a little bit of whatever extra money you may have. Because while the show will always be free for everyone to listen, um, the way to make it isn't. And I'm in college, and things are expensive. So I'd appreciate any little amount that you're able to give. So thank you for donating, and thank you even more for listening. Hello, my name is Ethan Hewlin. Like you, I live a world that never stops moving. Also like you, I have stories. These are my stories. The true stories of a tryhard. Welcome back to True Stories of a Tryhard. I'm Ethan Hewlin, and this week it is just me to deliver on what I promised, and bring on my middle school experience. Middle school, to put it bluntly, was not a great time for me. Middle school is when I, well, I found out some things about myself that I'm not necessarily proud of. Number one, that I am a very anxious person. And I found that out the hard way. It was not an immediate realization. This took several um, circumstances and instances for me to fully understand, but I fully came to realize that I have depression. I have anxiety. That's when it really first started getting to me was in middle school and particularly seventh grade because in my district specifically seventh grade was when the transition took place from elementary to middle school which i know isn't the case in a lot of places but that's how it was for me and that's all i had to go off of i i now realize that Maybe having 6th graders be in middle school isn't such a bad idea, because by that point, they basically have the same maturity level anyway. But regardless, I kind of struggled through 7th grade. I did the best that I could. I tried to make a name for myself, whatever that meant, to a 13-year-old. First few weeks of school, I had a really bad cough, and... That affected my self-image a lot, because in my mind, people were thinking of me as the coughing kid, because that was a lot of their first impressions of me, was that I was coughing a lot. I don't remember what happened, I don't remember why it happened, but I did. And in seventh grade, I probably had a teacher that didn't Either she didn't like me, or she was just fed up with everybody. And I'm 
As I get older, I think it was the latter. And I'm going to talk about Miss Charlotte Stare, my middle school honors English teacher. Seventh grade honors English teacher. She was one of the most stern people I have ever interacted with in my life. My parents loved her because they share a sense of humor, and as I got older, I did too. But at the time, and being in her class, it was rough. She constantly put down people for apparently no reason. She really didn't like me because I disagreed with her quite a bit. And she assigned us things that, frankly, were almost college-level things that middle schoolers were doing. I remembered we were reading a Christmas carol around Christmas time, and I thought, oh, I've seen a few productions of Christmas Carol. I know what's happening. I think I know what we're going to do. I didn't. I was not prepared for any of that. And I think Miss Stare partially had something to do with how my mental state was, in addition to trying to fit in with everybody else, because that's what middle schoolers do. They just try to keep their head down and, and blend in and make friends, which I was okay at. I was more extroverted than I had been in the past, but I wasn't quite to where I am now. Still pretty shy, kept a pretty close group of friends, and I, I tried and failed to be one of the quote-unquote popular kids. I tried. But turns out those people care a lot more about their self-image than pretty much anything else. At least they did. Don't know if they do now. Because in sixth grade... I was one of the popular kids. People knew my name, even though I wasn't on a sports team, or I wasn't the fastest person in the pacer test in gym class, which I still did all through middle school and high school, and still hated the whole time. But I still made a name for myself, because I was funny. And people liked that I was funny. Uh, to be honest, I just copied jokes that I'd heard online, and just retold them in a way that seemed funny. A lot of my middle school experience was me pretending to be someone that I wasn't. And that took a toll, as a lot of things do. Because when you put on a mask for eight hours a day, five days a week, that can leave you in some pretty bad places. Luckily, I still had plenty of friends in scouts that I could talk to and get deep with about those sort of things, but as you'll come to find out, I eventually kind of left that. Not until I got my ego, of course, but that's for another day. But I have to say a highlight of my seventh grade year, and the subsequent year, was my gym teacher, Coach Jim Baker. That man was off his rocker, and he had been for years, and everyone knew it. He would talk about his son as if he was some of, some big sports prodigy, when in reality he was just a, well, a college kid at that point. But, you know, he, he'd gotten pretty far on athletic scholarships, and he always told us that 
you know, my son does this, my son does that, and the classic gym teacher line of, my grandma could do more push-ups than you, and she's 105. But the man was like 72, so I don't know how the math tracks on that. His grandma was probably dead by the time we were alive. But he was always good for a laugh, even though he probably wasn't trying to be. In fact, he was probably trying to get us to work harder. Which, you know, I, I did, to humor him. And I gym second period, so I was still kind of groggy when I went to gym class. And exercise woke me up instead of tiring me out like it did for some people. Which really sucked, because... I was still very tired and didn't really want to be awake. Something you need to understand about my middle school is that, for some reason, they separated the English department into the English classes and the communications classes. The English classes focused more on fiction and interpreting fiction text and things of that nature, but the communications classes focus more on nonfiction and interpreting that sort of thing. And in my seventh grade communications class, I read the book Freak the Mighty. And Freak the Mighty kind of helped shape my worldview because I had always viewed myself in both of those characters' positions because I was always a air quote, smart kid, but at the time, I was still pretty tall, but eventually, you know, everybody cut off to me, and now I'm just average height, but I'm not bitter about it. But it also helped teach me about compassion and being there for for those who didn't have anyone to stick up for them, which leads me to eighth grade. Eighth grade is one of the most transformative years that I had as a human. Because when I was in eighth grade, several things happened. The first being, I began to question my worldview. The second being, I started to become more open-minded. And third is when I really began to pursue empathy. Now I know how much stock you listening put into the Myers-Briggs personality test, but I'm an ISTJ, also known as the mastermind, which essentially translates to I don't really think about my feelings very much. At least that's not how I make my decisions. I make them based on what I think and logic and things like that. And that's how I thought everybody viewed the world. Boy, howdy, was I wrong. Oh, man. I I have to shout out Mr. Kurt White, if you're listening. Because he was my 8th grade American history teacher, and in his class is when I truly began that quest to discover how I really feel about the world. And how... Me parroting what my parents and relatives had said, and how much of that was really deep-rooted in me, and how much of that was proven, and how much was just 
me going along with what everybody else said. Because that then, I was a lot less open-minded than I am now. A lot less open-minded. I was raised in a very conservative environment where, well, there were a lot of things that I was taught that weren't necessarily true. One of those things was my homophobia. I was a very, very big homophobe, and I didn't understand people of that community. I didn't want to accept them as people, and I was a horrible person to those who had made the decision to come out at such a young age. And as I mentioned in a previous episode, I met a guy in that class. He sat right in front of me. His name was Mason Hoyt. Mason, if you're listening, I'm sorry for how I treated you. I've since expanded both my worldview and my empathy. And I have you, in part, to thank for it. Mason was the first openly by person I had interacted with consistently. At first, we hated each other so very much because we came from two very, very different schools of thought. And it was through that class and discussions with Mason that I came to realize that they're just people too. We may not think the same things or act the same way or want the same things for ourselves, but deep down, we're still people. And that empathy that I started developing during that time also kickstarted with the death of Michael Brown, or should I say the murder of Michael Brown. That also began my questioning of the beliefs that I had held, because my sisters were black, not where they are. And the people who claimed to want to help them didn't think like me. And I thought that was kind of weird. Like, why would people who claim to be of God and want the best for his creation want to keep people who don't look like them from achieving the same rights, status, and justice as those who do. It was also during that time that my mom had me read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And those three things, as well as many others, that swirled together in this perfect storm for me to really unpack what I had been fed and begin to use my brain to think critically about the things that I had been taught as a child and had come to just believe because they were repeated so much. But that's where all that started, was those things coming together at an opportune moment in my life for me to begin to unpack what I thought what I believed, and 
what I thought was the truth. Because the pursuit of truth is a very fickle thing. Because some people say that the truth is this, and others say that the truth is that. I have my own opinions, and people disagree with me. And that's okay. That's also something I learned, is that people can disagree with you, and you can still like them. People can disagree with you, and you can still be friends with them. People can disagree with you, and you can still be mature humans and have conversations that, over time, you can begin to understand how others feel about certain issues. In middle school, I also read the novel Unbroken for the first time. My communications teacher, Miss Laura Patton, who everybody called the general because she was also a very strict teacher, introduced me to the book. She had it in her classroom, and I was able to read it during downtime. That book was a truly transformative experience because reading about the terrible things that Louis Zamperini went through while he was in World War II and what happened after he got back and even what happened when he was younger really made me also empathize because those things never happened to me. And I also began to gain more gratitude for how lucky I've been to be born where I was and to be born with the parents that I have. In middle school, I learned a lot of things about myself and about others. But the biggest thing that I learned was how to be empathetic and how to relate to other people even though you may not have the same life experience. So there's a lot of adults that still need to learn that lesson. And unfortunately for them, they may not have the same life experience that I do. And I hope that those of you who are listening who either know someone or have trouble empathizing yourself can learn from my experiences and maybe not do exactly what I did, but find time to talk to people who don't agree with you. Because the way to truly understand what someone is feeling is to talk to them. Not generalize, not make assumptions, talk to them. Find out specifically how they feel and why they feel what they do. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in this week to True Stories of a Tryhard. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm on Instagram at ethan.t.hewlin. You can find me on Twitter at etphonehome. Those are zeros and the e's are threes. You can find the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at True Stories Pod. The best way to get the word out about podcasts is via word of mouth and social media. So please, please, please share this with your friends, share it on your social media, and if you post it in some way and tag me, you will get featured on the official podcast accounts. And please feel free to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I would very much appreciate it. I'll be back with more stories next week. So until then, this is Ethan Eulin signing off.